the lack matrix creates very long routes that drain our energy. It's the long way. It's that whole, you know, Moses taking 40 years for, I think it was like a three day trip or something. Um, I can't remember the exact short span, but it's very short and it took him 40 years. That's the lack matrix. (laughs) We learn a lot though. And once you learn it, once you get out of the rat race, usually you don't ever have to integrate that level of 3D again. You are truly sovereign from it. So when we are in the abundance matrix, we allow ourselves, like our creative will allows ourselves to remove roadblocks and unnecessary steps. It, it just, the belief itself removes them. The belief that I don't have to go through all these unnecessary steps. I don't have to prove. I don't have to defend. I don't have to hide. I don't have to spend all my energy on what I'm against. I can get the data from the emotions that are coming up that are telling me what beliefs are causing and reinforcing trauma, and I can unapologetically pivot and invest in the beliefs that actually cause thriving and the actions that cause thriving and the focus and the words that cause me to thrive. That's what the abundance matrix does. That's what unapologetically pivoting does. It removes unnecessary roadblocks. Welcome to the Abundance Matrix Underground Podcast. My name is Amanda, and I've worked as a mentor, teacher, and content creator for empaths, intuitives, and entrepreneurs for close to 10 years. With over 2 million views on YouTube, I've spent the last five years specifically teaching empaths how to stop sacrificing their authentic creative desires, include themselves in the equation, and thrive. I believe empaths are the center of creative expression on this planet, and my purpose with this podcast is to spark your psychic desires and connect you to a deeper understanding of your human tech and its pivotal role in creating heaven on earth. We are all psychic, and as we heal our psychic intimacy with ourselves, we heal it with each other and enter into a new golden age, a renaissance. When empaths become sovereign in their creative power, we break the psychic bonds of mimic that have been on this planet for thousands of years and anchor in the infinite potential of humanity's creative urge. I call this the Underground Podcast because I believe this conversation thrives when it's shared by word of mouth. I don't rely on fancy marketing techniques or ads. Instead, I want this podcast to grow organically through people like you sharing it with the people you believe it would resonate with. Because of people like you, my podcast was in the top 10 most followed and most globally shared in 2022. So thank you so much for my first year. I feel so grateful for all of you guys. I know that together we can grow deeper into our human tech, break out of mimic and take back our sovereignty as creators. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Let's jump in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Abundance Matrix Underground Podcast. Today, I wanted to dive into the topic of psychic boundaries. I touched upon this in the last podcast, and it's something I get a lot of questions about. It's something that I've had a lot of questions about myself, especially through this 2020 portal. As I've mentioned, if you've been listening to my last few podcasts, I've talked a lot about the 2020 portal, this time period between 2020 and the spring equinox of 2023, and all the fault lines that were triggered on the planet, all of our individual patterns that came up. We've got so much data 
from this 2020 portal, if we pay attention to where we were triggered, what beliefs were underneath it, where is that located in our body? Because having that data gives us the ability to create a rhythmic anomaly that actually helps release that energy completely out of the body, release the program itself, and then release the pattern of that program. And as I know all of you know, it's when we're talking about transmuting deeply rooted beliefs that come from lack, we are talking about an entire chemical composure in our bodies that include patterns that are habitual and that are often so automatic that we are unaware they're even there or what they're contributing to. And I believe that we are most effective, especially empaths, we are most effective when we can psychically align to heaven on earth first. And I think this is where a lot of times we don't get super clear. A lot, we can get lost in serving the master. We can get lost in what's the right thing to do? What's the what's the wrong thing to do? How do I avoid getting punished? And so it's a it's a form of psychic hypervigilant that keep hypervigilance that keeps us sort of psychically focused on the other. And with this psychic focus on the other and threat comes a whole um, chain effect, so to speak, uh, of reactions that cause us to do the same thing over and over. And I've talked quite a bit about it, but today I wanted to dive into something that I taught a, a long time ago when I first started getting this information about the abundance matrix. And I really wanted to to have it be clear how to navigate psychically because this like I said this is a as we if we line up psychically if we get out of the psychic warfare that comes with the psychic hypervigilance which is that heightened state of uh, awareness of of ourselves and each other because we're not sure what's safe it's a it's I call it psychic psychic inflammation a lot but being able to get out of this state of psychic inflammation, we have to get into the body. We have to be in the present moment. We have to change the rhythm of our breath. And we have to remember that we're safe. And from the feeling of being safe, that's when we can start pivoting our psychic energy. And so as I've been really doing a deep dive into what are psychic boundaries? How do we enact them? Why are they important? How do they change? Creating psychic boundaries actually can catapult us, change our life quite drastically. And so this is why I say that the data from the 2020 portal is invaluable if we can learn from it, if we can say, okay, this is these are my main fault lines. These are the things that trigger me most where I have a landmine or like a um, a sequence of triggers that go off that cause me to do the same thing over and over. This is where, where I have perpetually given my power over. This is where I've perpetually um, believed that I'm less than or where I've perpetually sacrificed. And then once we understand what that is and 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 what the beliefs are underneath it. What is what is the message here? What what am I believing that's causing me to do this? We get to the core message and then from there we can start to rewrite the program because we understand what the core message is and therefore what we need to shift. So, one of the ways that we can enact psychic boundaries is by investing in principles 
in the way that we interact with and respond to the world we live in because we remember, we know that we affect everything. Our focus affects the reality that we're experiencing and it also affects how other people experience us. And empaths have a strong psychic reach. It's why you can feel people. It's why you're so good at preemptively um, taking care of people's needs. You have a strong psychic reach. And so when your psychic signal is in lack, you are sending a strong reach. Your, your reach is strong. So you have a strong influence in lack. And the same is true when you are resonating at abundance or resonating in those strong beliefs of there's enough, I'm enough, we're enough. Your psychic reach then is far and it's and your influence is in abundance. And we have to really get good at knowing the difference and specifically knowing what it feels like in the body. And the thing that's so powerful about this is that the what it feels like in the body is so individual to each of us and it it um we know when we're in that space where we feel safe and the body feels safe and we feel grounded in our in our sexuality and in our human expression and we feel safe and trusting with our creative energy where we feel safe with what we are as creators that's the energy where we're, when we come from that, we start resonating from that belief that we are enough. And if from here, if we can begin to, once we know the difference between the vibration of lack in our bodies and the vibration of abundance in our bodies, and then know how to pivot unapologetically, I've talked about this a lot, when we feel, when, we, when the vibration, when we've activated a vibration of lack, and when I say pivot, I don't mean run from it or ignore it. I'm talking psychically here, being able to pivot away from whatever belief, specifically the belief that reinforces the energy of not enough. So it's not pivoting away from the emotion. The emotion we have to receive fully because that's what we're transmuting. So the emotion comes up and that's what gives us the information, the data that we need to know because that's what we translate as feeling in the body. That's what gives us the data to know, oh, a, a belief in lack is activated. So I can pivot away from the belief Meaning in this moment, I might be feeling like I'm not enough, but I'm going to shift my focus and remember, remind myself that I am enough. Just put my hand on my heart and let take a deep breath and just say, I'm enough. That's what I mean by pivoting. It pivots us out of that psychic hypervigilance because when we get triggered into lack, we, we don't realize the automatic belief, the belief, the root belief or core belief that's being activated in that moment. Often we go to war with how we feel in that moment and we try to run from how we feel or we make it right or wrong instead of using how we feel to get to the core program and then from the core program pivoting there. And this is the habit we have to create. This is the habit that takes time, but over time by, by every day practicing the art of pivoting to a new belief, we eventually catapult. We eventually exponentiate the energy of enough 
in our resonance field. And then we, we default at that belief rather than defaulting at the belief that we're not enough. And so to enact a strong psychic boundary in, a, in an essence is enacting the principles of heaven on earth because it's a psychic, the principles of heaven on earth is the investment in the psychic reality of there's enough. Investing in the psychic reality of abundance. So it, 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 it means that we invest in this process of getting the data from our emotions so that we can discover the belief underneath so that we can pivot. And when we pivot, the belief underneath, when it comes from lack, there's an entire array of permission we give ourselves when it comes to lack. We, we give ourselves permission to override our own boundaries and other people's boundaries because the lack matrix ultimately at a core level is about having to force your way, having to move forward no matter what. Don't take no for an answer. You have to, you have to work hard for it. And because we don't believe we're innately worthy, we don't believe we innately um, we don't, we don't really trust this experience. We be, we believe we have to prove that we're worthy to have what we want. And this comes from a deep mistrust of our creative abilities. And so part of this creating a powerful psychic boundary is actually, again, in essence, reestablishing trust with your creative abilities And that means having to transmute these really powerful core beliefs in lack that came about through experience in lack, so real trauma. But the psychic focus, the the ability to psychically pivot unapologetically is a powerful tool because most of the time what keeps us trapped in psychic realities of lack is the fear, guilt, and shame paradigm. It's having to prove, having to um, defend or having to hide because we have to, you know, as I've said so many times, someone, if you're wrong, then you're bad and you have to be punished. Something has to be sacrificed. So we can never really, as long as we're focused on, are we right? Are we wrong? Are we good? Are we bad? We don't actually allow ourselves to get to what's underneath, again, what's underneath some of the emotions that come up as we are experience in this life and and creating via how we are choosing to focus. And so to get really specific about navigating, I want to share with you the seven laws of astronomical abundance that um, I've been teaching for quite a while. I've taught it in my Abundance Matrix Mastermind. I've done videos on it before. So if you've been around for a while, you've probably heard me talk about these, but I'm going to talk about it in in, in the realm of psychic boundaries and why the seven laws of astronomical abundance actually create psychic boundaries for us. It, it Again, it's these principles. If we can invest in these principles that are rooted in the belief, in the idea that our beliefs create reality, and they're rooted in the knowledge of that, in the knowledge that beliefs create reality. And so we become very... Um, selective and even artistic about the beliefs that we choose to participate in. And we know we can do that just simply because we're creators. And this is what sort of 
pulls us out of the human drama story a little bit, the victim, aggressor, savior paradigm, when we can elevate our consciousness above that, kind of more of a bird's eye view, and look at it in, in terms of what are we creating via what beliefs am I investing in right now, via my focus, via my words, via my actions. This is the realm where we actually have creative will and we can invoke it. And again, as I said earlier, a lot of us get stuck in lack because we don't believe we have power here. We don't, we believe we have to earn the right to have a creative will. And the truth is everybody has one and everybody's enacting it, whether they realize it or not. And so becoming aware of what am I investing in? Where am I investing my creative will? What am I saying yes to? This is a big part of psychic boundaries. And my King of Wands workshops goes in, workshop goes into this really deeply if you're interested. But um, so for the sake of today, I'm going, to, I'm going to go through the seven laws of astronomical abundance and remind you that this is a new navigation system because when we are operating in lack, when a core belief in lack is activated, the navigation system is all on survival. Again, the, the psychic hypervigilance is kicked on and often our motivation for why we do something, why we say what we say, the actions we take, often why we even have friendships with the people we have friendships with, are when, when, when we are in lack are deeply rooted in hierarchy. So there's a lack of inauthenticity or there can be a very strong lack of inauthent- of authenticity. It feels inauthentic because we don't just directly own and go for what we want because we believe we have to be good first or we have to be worthy first or we have to be enough. And so then we look to the world around us to tell us what's good, what's enough, what makes us worthy. And then we do that. And we, we spend all of our time trying to prove that we are worthy instead of just believing that we're worthy and going towards what we want. So that's the first thing is that when we are in abundance, we go directly towards what we want. And that's actually one of the laws, which I'll get into, but it's just in terms of navigating, am I doing this? It's one of the first questions to ask yourself when you're when you've said yes to something, or even if the job you have or where you're at right now in life, looking at your actions and the way that you interact with people, who you interact with, am I doing this because it's my true authentic desire to do it? Or am I doing it because there's some ulterior need I'm trying to get met? Or I'm doing it to be accepted? Or I'm doing it because... And this is where shadow contracts come in, by the way, because it's all the fine print that we don't say and we're often not aware of. It's the tiny print that you almost have to grab a magnifying glass to look at because we don't just say directly what we want. We don't just go directly for what we want. There's ulterior motives based on this um, lack matrix hierarchy you have to prove. And this is where the elitist system comes in. And it's very powerful on this planet. And I've said it multiple times, but it has dominated the collective psychic grid. The lack matrix has, and therefore the hierarchy and elitism of lack. There's a whole structure, a way that it's set up, rules that we play by. You all know it. And to truly liberate ourselves from the lack matrix, we have to fully invest in our creative will. We have to vote for the world we want. And we have to activate we have to really activate the 
not just the knowledge that we have a creative will, but enact it, enact our creative will. So before I get too deep into everything, let me just jump into the seven laws. So the first law, number one, and by the way, I didn't, I didn't write these in like, um, order of importance. None of them are more important than the other. These are all just ways that if we enact these principles or enact this navigation system, so to speak, navigate in this way, we, it's, it's, we are essentially investing our psychic signal in heaven on earth. So it changes what we're a match to. And it gets us very quickly, by the way, out of psychic warfare. This is a powerful way to almost bypass even like psychic protection. It, it, It innately gives us psychic protection, but the focus isn't psychic protection. It's actually creative urge. So number one, check your motivation. I kind of talked on this. Check your motivation for any action you take. Are you running away from something you don't want or are you going towards something you desire? So this is a way to navigate and ask yourself, am I going, just check your motivation before you make a decision, before you do anything, um, before you commit to something. Am Am I, or any action that you take, Am I running away from something I don't want or am I moving towards something that I truly authentically desire? When we are in lack, it's usually motivated by fear and the ultimate quality and essence of it is often destructive even when we don't realize it. And this can come through really powerfully in the whole no, don't take no for an answer and forcing our way, forcing things. And this um, brings up a really important point is that one of the ways we invest in the principles of heaven on earth is by the tactics that we use to get what we want. Because there's ways to get what we want that involve manipulation, that involve um, sleight of hand, that involve force, that involve trickery, all sorts of things that we all know and that these are the things we're calling out in the lack matrix in the 3D world, the corruption aspect of it. The thing we have to understand is that the entire 3D matrix, which is a monetary system based on scarcity itself, is, is it functions and thrives through this model. The thing that I just said, forcing things, not taking no for an answer, um, manipulating, strongholding, all of those energies very prevalent in the current monetary system. And one of the reasons why I believe personally, one of the reasons why humanity stays in warfare, psychic warfare with each other, rather than just divorcing from that, that agreement with lack is because we split into the us and them. And then we justify tactics and this is the really interesting thing. It's this really sneaky way humans get away. Their ego allows them to get away with doing things that really are out of alignment with what they say their principles are. And that is by, well, if I'm right and these people are wrong and I strongly believe I'm right, I feel so strong I'm right, and I, stro- I strongly believe they're wrong, then I give myself via lack, this is the shadow agreement, I give myself permission to use tactics like bullying, shame, guilt, silencing, censoring, um, strongholding, all those things I just said, manipulation, trickery, politics, they do all of this because it, the focus becomes about winning, 
not about thriving, not about healing, not about restoration, not about having healthy systems. It, it becomes about winning. And this, this is the primary energy that I'm talking about when we kind of re, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Renavigate, re, oh, there's a specific word, but it's not coming to me. But as we psychically reconfigure, and as we allow ourselves to to really tune into what we're doing, how we are being, and are we justifying in some way, do we justify tactics that we actually don't agree with, but we're justifying it because, because we think we're right? This is why we don't get out of war, and it's why we can't just come together and have contextual conversations, at human to human rather than conversations via talking points and via platforms, this this political party versus this political party. And everything has to be divided in those two. And, and both sides justify using tactics that are rooted in lack and rooted in all those things I just said, strongholding, manipulation, trickery, um, powerful bullying, powerful bullying. This is where the cult energy comes in. It's been strongly triggered. So it's taken me a long time just to get through number one. Um, I'm going to speed this up a little, but just being aware of your motivation, really checking your motivation and a way to do this. Remember I said the lack matrix paradigm is motivated by fear and it's ultimately destructive. And usually when we are strongholding or manipulating or using trickery, it's because we're actually afraid and we feel backed into a corner and we feel like we have no other choice than to sort of do something unethical. Oftentimes, and we tell ourselves it's not unethical because we're right. If we're right, then we get to do it. If we're right, then we're justified in bullying and manipulating and tr- using trickery. So again, check your motivation. If you're, if you're running away from something you don't want or trying to control or force something that you do want, that's how you know your your vibration is off. And so that right there, that vibration makes you psychically vulnerable to psychic attack. So if you check your motivation and then shift vibrationally, allow yourself to shift towards what you do want. And the in the abundance matrix, the psychic energy is motivated by our highest creative excitement. And so when we witness the world we don't want and we everything we get so angry about and all the things that just the injustice that triggers us, remember, injustice is a huge trigger for empaths. So all the things that trigger us in, in the rage and anger, if we use that fuel to get crystal clear about the world we do want and then vibrationally, unapologetically move directly towards that. And just, so just check motivation with that anger. When you're in the anger, when you're in the rage from the trigger of injustice, just check your motivation before you take action. Am I taking this action from a place of fear or from a place of love? Am I taking this action from a place of fear or a place of excitement is another way to put it. A place of creative, authentic desire. Am I running away from something I don't want or am I moving towards something I want? 
Am I trying to force something I do want or am I attracting something? Am I I allowing the thing I want to come to me? You see the vibrational difference. So check your motivation. Number two, follow synchronicity. Another way to say this is listen to how you feel, not just what you think. And pay attention to the synchronicities that shift how you feel in a positive way. Pay attention to the synchronicities that shift how you feel in a positive way. My friend Karis used to say we could ride synchronicity like a technology. And that always stuck with me because I truly believe that there are collectively in the psychic realm certain technologies that we just forgot how to use certain psychic technologies ways that our innermost being the the creative urge of humanity speaks to us and the creative urge of humanity is moving it's thriving it's expanding it's progressing that that's what it wants to do that's what life wants to do and we have a deep psychic connection to each other and when we psychically have each other's back It changes everything about how we exponentiate abundance on this planet. And so when we allow ourselves to follow synchronicity and ride it like a tech, but because there's negative and positive synchronicity. So even if you are experiencing a negative, like chain of negative events, look at the synchronicity in that and pay attention to what is the common denominator or is there a common specific kind of energy that comes up in your body and where is it in your body because again this is all data and we're wanting to transmute these energies so we need the data that's why this 2020 portal was so essential we need the data to do the deeper transmutive work that actually happens in our psychic energy that involves our creative will so Pay attention to synchronicity. And in the same way, if a chain of positive events are happening or you just keep getting specific signs that are synchronistic that cause you to feel a a positive emotion, it brings faith, it brings hope, it brings joy, any of the fruits of the spirit, which is also part of our spiritual tech, also part of navigating heaven on earth. Pay attention to the fruit. So synchronicity often is very connected to the fruits of the spirit or like the fruits of heaven on earth or the fruits of Armageddon. Again, pay attention to it. Pay attention to it. And when it's when you're feeling that you're getting signs or symbols or just messages that continually expand those the fruits of the spirit within you, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, pay attention to those and expand them inside of you because it's part of how we're reprogramming our minds to dominantly believe in abundance dominantly believe that we're enough we're getting messages all the time we're witness we're witnessing ourselves so really important to follow synchronicity pay attention to synchronicity and get the data whether it's positive or negative because even from the negative synchronicities we can get the data that will show us where we can create in a very strategic way we can create anomalies but we can also which is more tantric we can create rhythmic anomalies. This is something that Spirit's been teaching me a lot about is that strategy is really important when we're working with um, just the bigger picture and the bird's eye view. And rhythm is really important when we're working on integrating the deeper levels of Tantra in our body, which is really where these negative core beliefs get transmuted out. So ultimately, we we are... 
um, investing in a more tantric relationship with life. And these laws of astronomical abundance are not really laws, but these suggestions that I'm giving you help to expand the psychic resonance of what it feels like to collectively believe that there's enough, to individually believe that there's enough, we're enough, but also to collectively believe it. If Imagine, imagine if we collectively believed that. Imagine if we collectively, if we individually and therefore collectively healed the psychic grid. And this is where a lot of empaths are destined to work. You actually have way more power, again, in your psychic reach. And the reason you have so much power in your psychic reach is because of the way your gifts have developed to preemptively read the room. So follow synchronicity. Pay attention to how things feel, not just how what what you think about them, not just the logic of things, but the the way things feel. Pay attention to that. Pay attention to the signs in that. And just remember that the lack matrix, in the lack matrix, it's ruled by the mind. And the mind is a wonderful servant, but a terrible master, as the saying goes. In abundance, we're ruled by the center of our hearts, where all things come from, like the realm of pure potential. And how we feel becomes very important because how we feel, again, is connected to getting that data and being able to pay attention to the synchronicities. So number three, and I covered this already, so I'm not going to dive super deep into this, but go directly towards what you want. Avoid all the unnecessary steps that drain your time and energy. This is exactly how the lack matrix is set up. It's set up to drain our creative energy through all these systems. And in many ways, they all, they all have a place and they're all important. But what's happened is this, those, those lack matrix systems have become so inflated and so draining on the creative energy of our collective psychic grid that we are giving way too much power to them. And remember the saying, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. In many cases, when it comes to invoking our creative will, enacting our creative will, we have to just do it and then ask for forgiveness later if we need to. And I believe that that's what life actually is coming here. It's what it actually is because we have our intentions and we, our soul has its own purpose for being here and the things it wanted to learn, but we don't know until we're actually here. And that's part of the human tech is the unknown of it and the limitation of it. And that's part of what we came to learn and integrate. So our goal is not to be perfect and have it all figured out and to understand everything. Our goal is to integrate with what is and learn to witness and love it because that's what transmutes, transmutes it and gives room for, for something new and more expansion and more progression. So anyway, go directly towards what you want. Give yourself permission to go directly towards what you want. And this is connected to that unapologetic psychic pivot that yes, even though maybe let's say a belief that um, you're not enough in some way gets triggered and it's triggering all these patterns of your low self-esteem and what you do when you feel like you're a failure or you, when you feel like you're not enough, often there it's associated with a lot of negative um, actions that and negative thought patterns that create a whole chemical reaction in our body that can cause our hormones to be imbalanced and everything, cause us to eat certain ways. And then we continually energetically feel like we are just sort of only half living. It just keeps us in this 
very, um, gosh, it's such a, a dull expression of our humanity. When we allow ourselves to, to go, so when we allow ourselves to identify, okay, instead of, at some, okay, how do I want to say this? At some point in this, in these um, patterns that we have, when we are triggered into lack and we start those patterns that of self-abuse, so to speak, we call it self-abuse, but they're essentially just the patterns of the belief itself, where we can interject and stop and do something different than we've done in the past. That's how we create anomaly. And one of the, a, a very powerful anomaly that we can create is that pivot that unapologetic pivot towards a belief that feels better. And I, I, I know I said this a lot in the beginning, but I want to go back to the distinction between suppressing or ignoring how we feel and using the data of how we feel to unapologetically pivot towards a belief that feels better. So even though this negative belief that I'm not enough has been triggered and I have all the evidence that, that reminds me of it, all the reinforcements, the, the negative beliefs that come with it, which by the way often are negative entities that we've fed over and over through the belief. Beliefs create. And one of the first things that's created is the principality of that belief, the entity of it, the energy of it, the power of it. And the more we feed that belief, the more powerful it becomes. And we can animate a belief so strongly that it begins to feed off of our energy. And it doesn't want us to get rid of it because it's its own entity because we're giving the power to it. And these entities can become so strong and so powerful that they influence us to continually do things that are not good for us, that keep us in that low state of energy. As long as we're kept in the belief that we're not enough or there's not enough, we feed those entities. And this is why I believe this is the familiar spirit, so to speak, not the one like when I specifically, when the Bible talks about being wary of familiar spirits, the way that I was shown what spirit means through that, or like how it was shown to me is that it's these sort of these spirits that are so familiar that are rooted in these negative beliefs, that they're so familiar to us that we, we, we hold to them. We stay in these, these sort of lack, lackluster creative spaces where we're just sort of spinning our creative energy in the same negative beliefs over and over, but we're comfortable enough that we, and it's familiar enough that we don't want to move out of it. And we can often associate comfort with um, like a weird form of pleasure, even though comfort is, it's actually like it's so not even close to what deep pleasure in, is in the body because deep pleasure actually has to do with feelings that we've never experienced before that are new. And the only difference is when we're in heaven on earth versus when we are in hell on earth is that the unfamiliar experiences, the unfamiliar energy we feel so safe with because at a core level, we trust. We trust that there's enough. We trust that we're enough. We trust our creative energy. We cr- we trust our creative desires and our instincts, knowing that when we act on them, it protects us from things we don't want. So to, to have that deep of trust of relationship with life, that deep, deep, deep psychic trust, that is built through time. And it's built through time by doing things like going directly towards what you want and avoiding unnecessary steps that drain your energy because all those unnecessary steps, those are those entities that have become strong principalities in the lack matrix that we all feed 
as we feed into the monetary system of lack. So these are, we're talking powerful principalities and they play out in all of our lives in different ways. But nonetheless, when we get really good at unapologetically pivoting towards what we want, and often this just means we break up with the belief that it has to be hard. This is what I mean by pivoting towards, we don't want it to be hard. It doesn't feel good that it's this hard. It doesn't feel good that it's this draining to our energy, but it's familiar. And the belief that it can be easy and that it can be pleasurable might feel dangerous. It might feel so unfamiliar that we don't even want to invest in it because we don't want to be proven that it's wrong. So we don't even want to take the time to invest in it. So right here is where we pivot. What if I just unapologetically choose to believe that I'm enough and take action on that and speak words like that and, and, and change my focus to what would like focuses that make me feel like I'm enough. Do you see what I'm saying? This is what I mean by going directly towards what you want. The lack matrix, the lack matrix creates very long routes that drain our energy it's the long way. It's that whole, you know, Moses taking 40 years for, I think it was like a three day trip or something. Um, I can't remember the exact short span, but it's very short and it took him 40 years. That's the lack matrix. We learn a lot though. And once you learn it, once you get out of the rat race, usually you don't ever have to integrate that level of 3d again. You are truly sovereign from it. So when we are in the abundance matrix, we allow ourselves, like our creative will allows ourselves to remove roadblocks and unnecessary steps. It, it just, the belief itself removes them. The belief that I don't have to go through all these unnecessary steps. I don't have to prove. I don't have to defend. I don't have to hide. I don't have to spend all my energy on what I'm against. I can get the data from the emotions that are coming up that are telling me what beliefs are causing and reinforcing trauma, and I can unapologetically pivot and invest in the beliefs that actually cause thriving and the actions that cause thriving and the focus and the words that cause me to thrive. That's what the abundance matrix does. That's what unapologetically pivoting does. It removes unnecessary roadblocks. Number four, don't compromise anything. Meaning in the lack matrix, and you've heard me say this so many times, the lack matrix is all about sacrifice and we sacrifice something essential. It's not just like sacrificing time to study something you really like. That's not what I'm talking about when I say sacrifice, the realm of sacrifice. I'm talking about the belief that we have to sacrifice something essential to get a need met. So we have to sacrifice our mental health, our emotional health, or our physical health, or we sacrifice the past, the present, or the future, or we sacrifice ourselves, another, or the planet. The very belief that we have to sacrifice something is what continually perpetuates lack. And this is the most powerful anomaly we can create in the psychic grid is choosing to unapologetically pivot away from the belief that we have to sacrifice, pivoting towards all of me can thrive. And this, like, it requires asking yourself, am I sacrificing something essential? And I'm no longer going to do it, even if it seems scary, but I'm no longer sacrificing my mental, emotional, or physical health. I'm no longer sacrificing myself. I'm not going to sacrifice another by, oh, I'm going to justify the tactic of killing or bullying or silencing or censoring or controlling or strong arming or using trickery or manipulation 
the whole thing I said in the beginning, I'm going to justify that, sacrifice my principles, which means because if I justify doing that to another, I am doing it to myself. I'm justifying it being done to me. This is what causes the psychic warfare to deepen. And then we that's what causes us to get so wrapped up in our egos and our stories because we have to prove who was who was actually worthy of being the asshole because they were right and who was wrong in being the asshole because they were wrong like who who gets to who gets to be sacrificed so oh it's so big this is a big 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 anomaly don't compromise anything don't allow any vital aspect of the trinity to be sacrificed no part of us is ever compromised. No part of our Trinity is ever compromised. If it is not a win-win-win, it's not a win. If it's not a win-win-win, win for our bodies, win for our mind, win for our heart, win for self, others, the planet, win for the past in terms of transmuting the traumatic patterns of the past, win for the present, meaning we're not sacrificing the present moment for a past vendetta, or to try to control something about the future, future, and we're not sacrificing our future. We don't sacrifice anything vital. We do not sacrifice anything about the Trinity. We don't compromise. In the abundance matrix, there's nothing that's ever compromised. It's a win, win, win. That it's hard to understand that because we have been so deeply programmed with the t- with compromise and sacrifice. And by the way, the empath deeply identifies with this. The martyr, the one who sacrifices, the one who suffers until nobody else is suffering, very strong ego attached to this. And we don't realize that even though it comes from this desire to save everybody, it actually perpetuates the suffering. So really important to understand. Um, Law number five, know the vibrational difference between lack and abundance. This is something I also talked about in the beginning, so I won't stay here very long. But really understanding the vibrational difference in your body between when you're focusing on and acting from the belief in lack, which is ultimately rooted in fear, or when you're acting on, and it it requires faith because we have experience in lack. So we're not gaslighting the lack. We're not saying this doesn't exist. That's part of lack is when you have to destroy someone else's reality for your reality to be valid. The whole, both realities can't be valid. It's either my truth or your truth. It's either my reality or your reality. It's either my perspective or yours that are right. We can't both be right. That's all part of lack. So when we allow ourselves to know the vibrational difference between lack and abundance in our body, we have to, we, we re, when we really allow ourselves to know it on a trinity level, with all of ourselves engaged, we know any part of um, any part of believing lack, lack, lack meaning may, my body's not enough, or believing that if I'm sick, I'm somehow failing or I'm not enough, or lack mentally, like if I don't understand it, if I don't know all the right answers, then I'm wrong and I'm I deserve to be punished, or lack emotionally, I have to suppress my emotions because they're wrong or bad. Or I have zero control of my emotions because I have no boundaries. Either way, all of that, all of that um, lack itself, all of the lack that manifests in the Trinity is expressed in a vibrational dominance in the body. We, we feel it as an engagement of the whole self. And the emotions that dominate the, are the, yeah, pretty much the dominant emotions that we feel when we are in lack are fear, fear, guilt, and shame, confusion, 
lack of clarity, a feeling of disconnection from others, and strong group think. That's one of the most powerful ways to know we're in lack is if we have to constantly have the external world validate how we feel, validate our reality, validate, um, or we have to like make sure that we are right according to the group. And the, the reason why fear, guilt, and shame dominate this matrix of lack, dominate the, um, the energy of the lack matrix is because the victim, aggressor, savior paradigm uses fear, guilt, and shame and manipulation to manipulate the story so we can decide who's the victim, who's the villain, who's the savior. Because nobody wants to be the villain when we're playing the right, wrong, good, bad game. And nobody wants to be the savior when we're playing the destruction game. Like, the, who, who are we going to punish? Who gets to be sacrificed? Nobody wants to be the one that's sacrificed. So this is a really deep psychological game. And it's why this unapologetic pivot towards the beliefs that we want to invest in because those beliefs invest in our future and beliefs that include our whole trinity are the ones that that if we act on and speak on and create from that changes our whole reality that actually invests in heaven on earth it grows the resonance of heaven on earth on this planet and the way that our most direct access to know what we're voting on in any given moment, what our resonance is voting for is through how it feels, through the vibrational reality in our body. So lack matrix is dominated by fear, guilt, and shame, confusion, lack of clarity, feelings of disconnection from others, and strong group think, lack of diverse thought, and even an intolerance of diverse thought. This is when ideology and cult wars happen. Only one one ideology gets to be right. And and then the one that's wrong, we get to silence, bully, strong arm, force, all of those things. The dominant emotions when we are in abundance are, again, the fruits of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, excitement, creative inspiration, exhilaration, clarity, connection, and unique perspectives, I unique ideas. This is when innovation, creative innovation comes in where we think outside the box and we actually create a new system that makes the old system obsolete. And it's not voting, going to war over how we're going to force policy to force what we want. That doesn't work. It, we, we, the human spirit does not like to be forced to do anything and it will rebel against that. And that has to do with the strong code of enslavement that's happened on the planet and the vaccine, so to speak, that we got from that code. That word is so triggering. I, I realized as I said it, like it was weird how I instantly felt the the ripple effect of that word. I'm using it metaphorically, but when we allow ourselves to overcome the beliefs that have built the system of lack, when we go for the beliefs and change the beliefs, we drastically change everything. It's a massive anomaly to invest in new beliefs. And that's what all of these laws are about is really navigating through these old beliefs and investing in the ones that actually create more and expand more the resonance of heaven on earth. So um, let's see, where was I? I know the vibrational difference between lack and abundance. In lack, 
This is an important thing I wrote down and I think it it helps to navigate the vibrational difference between lack and abundance. When we are in lack, being different is the source of our pain. But when we are in abundance, being different is the source of our power. And it's not because we have forced anyone to think a certain way about us or we've manipulated, like we've camouflaged and just become what is acceptable to other people. It's when we truly embrace who we are and we truly love who we are, our unique individual expression. When we are in that place where we see it as an asset rather than a liability, we know we are in the place of, of heaven on earth. We are in the abundance matrix. And that's an investment every time we feel that, every time we feel empowered by our differences rather than in pain and in lack because of our diff or enslaved because of our differences. Every time we feel empowered, we vote for heaven on earth. We're voting for more of that resonance. And if we allow ourselves to expand that energy of empowerment, we vote for it more. We exponentiate on exponentiate it on the planet. I feel like this whole podcast, I've had such a hard time saying words, but I don't want to stop because I feel like if I stop, I'm going to get out of the flow. Um, yeah, spirit, help me to articulate my words. Okay. So, um, let's see, where am I at? Perfect. I'm at almost 50 minutes and I have a few more to get through just, and I'll, I think I can wrap this up pretty quickly. Um, I try to stay within an hour, but by the time you put in the intro and the extra and all our outro, whatever it is, it, it always ends up being more than an hour. Um, okay. Law number six, invest in the proper currency. So in the lack matrix, money is the currency and essentially scarcity is there's a limited understanding of true creative currency and that numbs the, this, the way that we play the money game, especially when we become obsessed with the money game. It's actually not about creation. It's about manipulation, the money game itself. It's about strategy. And when I say manipulation, I'm not necessarily meaning in a negative context sometimes because you can manipulate transparently through strategy and then you can manipulate in the shadows through shadow contracts. But nonetheless, money, the whole money game and the money system, even though it's changing drastically on the planet right now, historically, it's been rooted in scarcity and in manipulation. And this, in order to get good at it or to play the game, we've had to learn the game of manipulation, the game of strongholding, the game of force, the game of sacrifice. So that whole game has numbed us out to our true currency, which is our creative instincts, our, well, our creative energy as a whole. It's creative sexual energy, the energy that creates life. That's the most valuable energy on the planet. It's regenerative. It, is, it can't be destroyed. It only changes forms. It is really abundant. It's truly the, the nature of what we are is abundance. Think of a seed, a tiny seed that grows a huge tree and then produces fruit year after year after year from a tiny, tiny seed. That's actually the technology of what we are as creators. But the money system has numbed us out to that, the old paradigm that's collapsing. When we are in abundance, this is another powerful anomaly that we can enact psychically is by reassociating money with creative energy. Just change it in your mind and maybe understand even 
see the the physical money or the physical manifestations that come in as a symbol of the creative energy, but not the not the currency itself, not the not the power itself. So when we are in abundance, the creative currency, the currency itself is creativity, it's ideas, it's imagination. And that's the reason why that's the currency is because it's ideas and imagination that create the new world. And especially when we've come to situations like we're in now where the most valuable thing that we can do is create a new system that makes the old one obsolete. That includes all that we are in the equation because as long as we keep hoarding the resources like we have on this planet and and the system itself naturally hoards it. Remember, first first and foremost, this is a psychic system. So everything that I'm talking about here, we love to rave about the system and hoarding of energy and um, the lack of resources being dispersed to where they need to go. But we do this psychically first. We are in agreement with it psychically. And it's never more like obvious than the tactics we use politically. And, and this is why another huge anomaly is to get out of the right, wrong, good, bad, and instead invest in what kind of tactics am I using? What, how, am I, how am I participating in this? So anyway, I'm kind of getting off course, but ideas, imagination is the actual currency. Sexual energy, creative energy is the currency. So cultivating our creative energy, investing it in areas that actually expand us rather than drain us is going to be key. The healthier we are, the stronger we are, the more um, educated we are, the more we have available to us, the better we are all going to be. When we are in fear, we want to hoard, we want to control, we want to dictate, we want to legislate the things that we believe are right. But part of the energy sometimes psychically behind wanting to legislate something does is connected or can be, not always, but can be connected to wanting to control. And again, this is a psychic game we're playing first and foremost. So if we're trying to control things psychically, we are in a state of fear, which means we are prob- we have activated a core belief in lack. So it's not that we need to go to war with the fear, it's that we need to get to what's the belief I have underneath this. And then I want to unapologetically invest in a belief that's anomalous because I don't want to support that belief that's causing me to hoard, that's causing me to control, that's causing me to use trickery, manipulation, strongholding. Fear, guilt, and shame, by the way, is one of the most powerful tools of manipulation that we use in the world where we're trying to be good. The secular world uses it in terms of what's the best ideology, who's the be- who's you know what's the superior way of being, and the religious world uses it. You know what's the most righteous way to live, or righteous things to do, or how do we who's the most worthy of God? So, really, we have to understand that. Everything we're seeing that we don't like politically, it's a psychic game first. And one of the fastest ways we can unplug from that psychic game is really understanding what true power is. It's not money. That's not actually true power. It's creative energy. And it's why creative energy is the thing that is always attempting to be controlled. It has to be controlled in order for lack to continue itself. 
It has to be these, our creative energy has to be rerouted into these systems that create the same narratives, that create the same scenarios, that creates the same trauma so that we can stay in the same beliefs and feed those entities that feed off of these lower sort of negative, these lower vibrational energies. They feed off of it. So just keep that in mind. Um, invest in the proper currency, which is your creative energy, your sexual life force. How are you spent? Are you spending it or are you investing it? Where are you, where are you putting your creative sexual energy? Eventually I'm going to talk a lot about my past with sexuality because I have made this connection with money and sexuality a long time ago. And I've been on a really deep healing journey with my own sexual energy. And, um, eventually I'll do a podcast on that, but wow, when we clear our sexual energy, when we, heal our sexual energy, our relationship with money heals as well. And I'm still in a deep part of that transmutation, but there's much coming about that. Um, Okay, so number seven, and this is the last one, is to speak the language of abundance, which is authenticity. I've said it before. I, I think of often authenticity as another currency of heaven on earth. It's one of it's one of the currencies. It's something that we exchange, and that's how we build that trust is by staying transparent and being authentic. And the reason we don't be uh, the the reason we're not authentic, I swear this pod this particular podcast, my articulation, the reason that we're not authentic when we are in lack is because the system itself of of the victim aggressor savior paradigm doesn't allow it because the prerogative is who's the bad guy, who's the good guy, who's right, who's wrong, who's going to be the savior, in other words, who are we going to sacrifice? Who's the villain? And who are we saving? That's what we're pre so we're psychically preoccupied with that game. We are storytellers. We came into a story that was dominated by that particular kind of matrix. And we as we transmute the core beliefs that created that matrix, we inevitably become a, a match to a, a different core belief, a different structure. And this is what I've been talking about: the abundance matrix, the heaven on earth paradigm. The, the paradigm where we don't sacrifice, we create. We have a, we have a, we learn to have a creative relationship with all of our aspects. The, the, the whole trinity. It's where it shifts everything. And when we, the reason why authenticity is the language of heaven on earth is because when we are authentic and transparent, that's how we build trust with our trinity. It's how we build trust with each other. It's how we build trust with ourselves. It's how we build trust with the planet. The, the, the resonance of authenticity actually begins to heal things in a biomagnetic way. I don't know why that word came, but that's the word I'm hearing. A biomagnetic way that actually begins as we heal biomagnetically, as we, which, which happens through authenticity, apparently, and transparency. It changes the biomagnetic expression of what we are and that changes the whole imprint on the planet and it's part of the anomaly and the exponentiation of heaven on earth this is also part of the technology of how we split how there's how we split into two main planets there's there's all different there's a there's an infinite amount of realities of how both of these um particular parts of the split pay off or play out jeez but primarily we are splitting into the people who dominantly believe in lack and who invest in lack with their psychic energy, with their words, with their actions, and the people who dominantly believe in abundance. 
eventually we will split off into two different timelines. And the people who primarily believe in lack, whose, whose core beliefs become that there's not enough and I'm not enough, will experience an Armageddon paradigm. And the ones who believe, the people who at a core level have invested in and choose with their creative will to fuel heaven on earth, this exponentiates the the creation of heaven on earth. It exponentiates the expansion of heaven on earth. It exponentiates our experiences where things get better and better and better and better until we sort of like explode into cosmic bliss. <laughs> and and on the other side, things get worse and worse and worse and worse until there's an explosion as well into nothingness and the energy regroups and reforms. So that's those are the seven laws of astronomical abundance and the last thing i want to say is just the overall effect of both paradigms is that the lack matrix separates us from our authentic selves and it's ultimately destructive whereas the abundance matrix connects us to our true selves our authentic selves and ultimately is restorative and those are the two main energies that we are being asked to participate in, but you get to choose. And the point is to make a conscious choice. And once you make a conscious choice, then at least you can consciously invest in the beliefs that support that choice. And that's what these seven laws of astronomical abundance are all about. And this is what, when we do this, when we allow ourselves to invest in the beliefs that expand heaven on earth, the beliefs that there's enough, I'm enough, you're enough. We don't have to sacrifice. All of us is valuable. There is a reality in which all of us thrives. What does it look like? When we're in lack, we don't see it. It's just this or that. And and there's never a there's never an ulterior an ulterior um option. An alternative option. That's the word I was looking for. There's never an alternative option when we're in lack. And so that's why it's like, okay, what are we gonna sacrifice? Because it's only this or that. Are we going to sacrifice the mind, the body, or the heart? And every time we sacrifice, we lose trust with ourselves. We lose connection with our true authentic selves. Every time we sacrifice ourselves, we damage an aspect of our technology, of our human tech. So in the same way, every time we invest in ourselves, and one of a, a way to really hone in on an anomaly that you can create for yourself is ask yourself, what have I historically sacrificed in my trinity? My mental health, my emotional health, my physical health. Sometimes it's more than one, but usually we allow one aspect of us to thrive and another aspect or maybe both other aspects to somewhat suffer. So, or it it works out for, you know, to, it's that whole deal-making thing, like how, how our lack matrix works, how like it works in politics these two people make a deal that, oh, but that deal they both benefit from, but it screws somebody else over. Same concept. So heaven on earth is all about the investment in our whole trinity, the investment in the win-win-win. If it's not a win-win-win, it's not a win. And as we invest in it, that creates psychic protection for us, which actually on a deep psychic level creates boundaries between the reality of lack and the reality of abundance. And the more we invest in abundance, the more boundaries we have, quote unquote, until eventually we don't even, we're not even at all a match to the lack matrix. We may see it sometimes. We may see it, we may see it play out out there, but it's not, 
infiltrating our innermost life or our innermost being. So these are some really powerful concepts. I know it's like these are in some ways um, sort of heady or maybe, I don't know, esoteric in a way, but they have a physical expression. And like I said, it involves in what you invest in. The physical expression is what you, what are you saying? What beliefs do your words reflect? What are you focusing on? What beliefs does your focus reflect? What are you speaking about? I already said that. What are you acting on? What, what beliefs do your actions reflect? Are they beliefs that are rooted in abundance or are they beliefs that are rooted in lack? If they're beliefs that are rooted in lack, don't go to war with it. Just unapologetically choose new beliefs. Focus on those new beliefs. Speak on those new beliefs. Act on those new beliefs. And that may require, in the meantime, as the transmutation of one belief to another is going to require the release of the emotional expression and the emotional composure of that belief, that core belief in lack in your body. You will actually release it out of your body. You don't just break up with it psychically. You break up with it physically, physiologically. And this is that whole system. This is the anomaly, the rhythmic anomaly that the 2020 portal allows us to enact. We get the data from the 2020 portal. We discover those core beliefs that, that are rooted in lack. We choose the beliefs that we want to invest in. We choose the words. We choose the focus. We choose the movements. We choose the actions that invest in those new beliefs. And as we continue to do that, it's going to be hard at first. It feels super uncomfortable at first. That's what feels hard is it's uncomfortable. And it requires breaking up with those familiar spirits of lack, breaking up with the entities and the principalities of lack. And as we're breaking up with them, they will use fear, guilt, and shame to try to keep us in that psychic relationship. And we have to learn to revoke permission for those psychic bonds. So if you're interested in learning how to revoke permission for the psychic bonds, the King of Wands workshop is where I go super deep into that. That's on Thinkific. Um, you can check out the notes in the show link in the show notes. Um, <laughs> my words, and this is, I, I have to just re- release this podcast. The imperfection is what makes it perfect. Um, and then what else? Anything else? Oh, if you want to go deeper into the stuff that I've been talking about, about the multidimensional internet, if you're an entrepreneur and I've been talking a lot about psychically setting up multidimensionally so that we can actually start doing a more of a psych, psychic networking with our the people we're meant to co-create with the new creative collaborations that are coming in by changing our psychic focus we will be start becoming a match to new psychic creative um, collaborations but if you're doing that more intentionally through your business through your work learning about the multi-dimensional internet which are all things that i've channeled essentially that i'm learning as well but i've gotten so much data on this so if you're interested interested in hearing um sort of the downloads and the data that i've received about the most multi-dimensional internet and taking our business multi-dimensionally online rather than just thinking of it in the as the 3d the 3d internet's going to become obsolete in the way that it's being used now for people who do think do the kind of work we do, the psychic creative renaissance that's happening. Our networking that we can do astrally has such a more powerful reach and that energy of exponentiation, I don't know if that's a word, but it's going to exponentiate 
our grid, it's all done in the astrals. And yeah, I've gotten a lot of, a lot of data about this. So if you are interested in that, if you're an entrepreneur and you're interested in that, um, or if you're create just a yeah, I think creative people in general are entrepreneurs because you're using yourself. You are the the commodity. You are the value. Um, if you are that type of entrepreneur, this information might be really helpful for you, especially if you're interested in this kind of stuff. It's it's a really powerful way to get out of the three D density of business, and it's a way that's a lot more intuitive. I know that a lot of um, intuitives are tuning into this same thing that I've been tuning into. We all have our different languaging around it, but there is something so powerful about utilizing the astral network. And um, anyway, so if you're interested in diving into that, that this is what I'm going to be going into in this next phase of my YouTube membership. So I'm live every week in my YouTube membership, which by the way, will probably change eventually um, to maybe every other week and even maybe once a month. So if you're interested in the, these sort of deeper trainings where I'm this available, um, live, it it's a really good time to join my YouTube membership before it shifts because you'll you'll be getting the most out of it right now. And um when you join you get access to all my previous lives and all the ones to come as as long as you're in you can just try it for a month and see if you like it. But nonetheless this the month of April I'll be focusing on the multidimensional internet and taking your business as an entrepreneur online multidimensionally. And these will just be my channel. So you can watch it anytime you want. You don't have to watch it when I'm live. They're saved. Um, but anyway, notes in the, in the show notes, there will be a link. So thank you for getting through this podcast and my dyslexic channeling that was coming through so strongly. The words would come to me in my mind so strong, but, or the energy, but I was having a hard time translating the words. So, um, thank you for, witnessing and thank you for being here and yes I would love to if any of this resonated with you I would love to hear about it and please share it with anyone that you feel would resonate with it all right much love thank you for listening to today's episode if you want to dive deeper into your psychic creativity check out my king of wands workshop available on thinkific this audio course will help you dissolve your shadow contracts with the lack matrix tap into your deepest psychic preference, learn how to give and revoke psychic permission, and unapologetically pivot your psychic energy out of lack and into abundance. This course is specifically designed to help you free your creative energy from lack. If you're interested in my YouTube content, classes, or any other ways to connect with me, check out the membership options and other links in the show notes. Have a beautiful day.